You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, I've often joked about needing some kind of media guide to tell the board ops apart at our radio stations. Well, guess what? I'm not alone. Marty Conway swings in. Georgetown University professor of sports biz and marketing to talk about the sudden erosion of the college sports landscape. Plus, Ron Rivera is a damn moron, but at least he's starting to catch on. Your bonus, 35 minutes of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Tuesday, August 29, 2023, thank you for downloading. So, once upon a time, and Scott and Sally can back me up on this when we talk to them on Friday's podcast, I famously said, you know, I'm terrible with the faces and the names of the board ops who are at our radio stations that come. They work weekends, they work nights. I see them once every couple of days, maybe if that. And I'm like, Kyle, 
Jerry, Bill. Oh, what is your name again? I'm not alone in that sometimes we struggle with name recognition. There's a famous scene in The Office with Michael Scott (laughs) claiming his prowess at remembering names and then tries to prove it by, well, you'd have to see The Office. You know the scene I'm talking about if you know The Office. If not, Google it. Just Michael Scott, name, face recognition. I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one, that Matt Stafford, quarterback, Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, 15 years in the league, a guy who memorizes all kinds of crazy play calls. 50 scat, X-Jet, smoke, tango, uh, biscuit, two zoom, XY, go. Plays and plays and plays and different offenses and coordinators. He can memorize all that. But apparently he has a hard time remembering who some of his new teammates are. To the point where he's actually asked for a cheat sheet from his beautiful wife uh, who has survived a brain tumor. Kelly Stafford is her name, and she does a podcast called The The Morning After with Kelly Stafford. She said the following. It's kind of crazy. Matt's been in the league a long time. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. They've got a lot of rookies on their team, and they're very young. But he's like, I feel like I can't connect. They say sir to him. And shit, she said. He's like, no, we're on the same level here. Well, I know this. Once you get your first sir in life, maybe when you're 31 years old from somebody, yes, sir. You look around and you're like, no. Or, or a mister. Yes, Mr. Zabin. Mr. Zabin, that's my dad's name. Where is he here? Because that's not me. I may be 55, but damn it, I feel 25. Stop it already. According to Kelly Stafford, he said, let me get to know you. He had a book printed out. He had the equipment guy get a book printed of all their faces and all their names because he's like, I need to know their names. Hey, guy. Hey, pal. Hey, buddy. How you doing? He went on to say, in the old days, you'd come out of practice. You'd shower and people would be playing cards, interacting. In the old days, back in my day. He's only been in the league 15 years. He's 35 years old. So 15 years ago was... 2007, eight. It seems like yesterday, but yeah, I guess that was the old days. 2007, what was it? What was in the ecosystem? Social media, barely on the rise, barely existing. Smartphones, the iPhone came in 2007, six, seven, something like that. He says, in the old days, you'd be interacting, you know, maybe playing ping pong have a tournament going on, you'd be talking, but now you get out of practice and meetings and during training camp, they go straight to their phones. No one looks up from their phones, said Kelly Stafford. Matthew was like, I don't know, am I the dad? Do I take their phones away? (laughs) What do I do here? I want them to see me not as a coach, but as a fellow player. Well, don't take their phones, that's for sure. As far as the cheat sheet with the names and the faces, I guess that, that'll that work to a certain extent. I wouldn't carry that around with you in the facility, holding it up, going, uh, uh, Barry, you're Barry, got it. I would study that shit at home, brush up on that at home. But this whole thing about the old dudes relating to the young dudes, it's a common thing in sports, especially with quarterbacks who can last and live a long time. How does a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers 
relate to the young generation? Well, it's by proudly accepting an iced out necklace with his number on it from Sauce Gardner. Hey, thanks, pal. This is great. I would never spend this much money on a necklace, even though I could afford it, but thank you. I'll, I'll wear this proudly, maybe, sometime, not sure. But the whole cheat sheet thing, a bigger point here, and I don't know if Matt gave Kelly permission to talk about this, but does this really need to be out there in the news cycle that Matt Stafford needs a cheat sheet to know his teammates on the Rams? And next time Matt Stafford has a bad game, he's going to be like, well, he doesn't even know his fucking teammates. Needs to carry around a laminated sheet with their faces on it. I don't know, man. I think part of it is too much media, too much direct access, too many podcasts, because now this has become a thing, and I'm talking about it on this podcast, and it's become part of the news cycle. But if Matt Stafford, who I'm sure loves his wife dearly, and is so happy that she battled a brain tumor and survived, and is still here and thriving, mother of how many kids? I don't know. Uh, If she felt comfortable in sharing that, and Matt said, yeah, no big deal. We're, We're honest about things here. I still love my teammates. I'm going to get along with them. Then they're fine. But if not, then he needs to get that situation under control because the NFL season's hard enough as it is. There's enough distractions, enough stuff that can go wrong. You don't need this in the mix as well. Coming up, we'll talk sports, business, money, and more. Our friend Marty Conway We'll get into the dollars and cents of the current sports landscape, especially in college football, because it is eroding quickly, and we have a rescue situation on our hands for several high-profile universities. You are listening to the Zabecast. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. 
Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody needs money. That's why they call it money. Man, I'm a businessman, okay? I got to make moves. I'm moving. Cash, you know? I'm moving all the time. Business, you know? If you can't help me, I go do something else because I'm business. I got to move all the time, okay? Excuse me. I got business to take care of. You know you must have made it, Marty Conway, when you get your own open. And you have arrived on the Zabecast. Say hello to Marty Conway, our friend and professor of sports, business, and marketing at Georgetown. You like that? Everyone needs money. That's why they call them money. Oh, I love that. I think that's perfect. Thank you very much. So we got a lot to talk about here. I mean, my God, it's like, where do we start? You asked me in a quick text, okay, what do you want to talk about tonight? And I rattled off about five or six things. Then I realized, well, that's only going to be part one. Part two will have to come later on in a couple weeks because everything is happening so fast right now. And let's start with the college landscape realignment, shall we? Oh, let's go. Let's start with this. I mean, to think that we are now, things have changed so quickly that Stanford, Cal, and Checks Notes, as the kids like to say, SMU, are desperate to join the Atlantic Coast Conference. We're not even talking about realignment. This is an institutional refugee crisis. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Oh, you're not wrong. And I will say this, and you're, as I said earlier, you're free to use this. I think we're headed to a place where there's two and potentially three major athletic football conferences, primarily football. We'll talk about basketball, whatever, another time. Forget the Olympic sports. But those two or three conferences all have one thing in common. They either have a deal with ESPN or they have a deal with Fox Sports. And that's it. There's the Hatfields and McCoys, right? (laughs) And I think that's where we're headed because, you know, ever since 1984, when Justice John Paul Stevens wrote the famous uh, 84 Supreme Court case, which broke open the NCAA's monopoly, and now we're seeing it in full bloom, which is you have media organizations which are desperate for their survival, Disney, i.e. ESPN, desperate for their survival, can't do it without live sports. And, oh, isn't college football great for them to add to their stash and how to figure that out? So, you know, if you're if you're Fox Sports and the Big Ten says, hey, we think we can get you the Los Angeles market, bringing you USC and UCLA, and now you're Fox and you have the number one market in New York with Rutgers, number two in L.A., and number three with Chicago with Northwestern, you're all set. And the Southwestern Southeast Conference, I should say, is trying to do the same thing, but just in that belt by capturing all those major markets because their deal with CBS ends this year and ESPN takes over their entire agreement next year. So that's literally what you're seeing is they are moving in lockstep with media realignment and conference realignment. So the chain of dominoes falling is one – Networks absolutely desperate to survive because of the collapse in traditional viewership know that the one thing that gets people to the their eyeballs to the screen to make them economically viable is live sports. You can't time shift it. You can't binge watch it. And there's deep passions for good old Northwest State versus so-and-so tech, right? So they then rush to secure as many of these assets that are worth a damn as possible, and they go grab the ones that are, see, let's say, USC and UCLA, and they say to the ones that aren't worth a damn, say, Oregon State and Washington State, sorry, you're out of luck, we're taking you over here, and we don't care that geographically it makes no sense, you'll play where we tell you to play because we just bought you. Yeah, and we'll figure all that out later, Steve. That's what the athletic directors are saying. We'll figure out how the field hockey team gets from Rutgers to <laughs> USC right, and spends a week in Los Angeles playing USC twice and UCLA once or whatever they're going to do, and they spend a week on the road to do that. For now, they'll figure that out. Now, eventually, might we find a time, perhaps in our lifetimes or whenever, when football has its legit conferences and the other Olympic sports figure out how to work within regions or territories because eventually those expenses are going to be something they don't want to spend on. So the answer is yes, this is just the, we're just at the midpoint. We're in the third or fourth inning of the overall media college football realignment, because look at what Notre Dame still been able to do. Notre Dame's been able to sit out there as a football independent, you know, have a dalliance with the ACC and other sports to do this and make tons of money. They just took um, last weekend, they played Navy in Ireland there were 35,000 Notre Dame fans who traveled from the U.S. to, to uh, Ireland. That's the most ever for a college athletic event. So all of this can be done. It's just a matter of how creative. Look, the new commissioner of the Big 12, Brent Yormack, he spent his career up to this point 
working in pro sports. So this is where it's headed and you better be comfortable with it because it's going to change again. And uh, hopefully look, if your daughter is trying out for the volleyball team and, you know, eventually wants to travel the world, just play in the Big Ten or the SEC, I guess. Well, that then points to why don't we get on with it and peel football off entirely right now? Like, let's do it on the front end instead of letting it happen without our control. Is that possible? Is anyone talking about that? Like, look, let's get ahead of the inevitable and let's cut this thing off in a orderly fashion before it tears off due to the weight of the money and the gravity of where things are going. Well, they've already separated themselves from the NCAA in that regard, right? The college football playoff, the NCAA has nothing to do with that. Right. It's those power five conferences, which have determined those 75 or so schools, which have self-determined what's going to happen there. Could that eventually happen? Well, the only reason it's holding together now, Zabe, is because the basketball contract with CBS and Turner runs another 10 years. If that were up for renewal in the next couple of years, you'd probably already start to see that. But that contract keeps them there. So those are the kind of things to look for. But, yes, I think essentially football is virtually almost already there. I mean, maybe they'll make some other moves to sever it completely. But I think that's possible because they're self-determining now. Let's see what happens with the next basketball contract if these schools, these 75 schools, want to stay in the NCAA for that purpose or, or not. I guess it all depends on the size of the contract next time around and whether they could get it better themselves or whether they have to stay in the NCAA in order to get that. So this is like a it's like a big branch on a tree in your yard that you're trying to cut it off. You cut it halfway, and then it starts to fall and tear, but it's hanging on, and it's stubbornly hanging on. You're like, why won't this thing come off? Basketball is the part of the tree limb that's still stuck that yeah. is not letting it fall off completely because they're still a 10-year deal with their TV partners. Yeah, and you have about 350 Division One A, Division One basketball schools which are hanging together, and that is literally what's keeping it together because if those 75 schools severed their way, what do we have left? I mean, do we have Georgetown and Gonzaga? We have like maybe some interesting games, but we're not going to have the kind of tonnage to do it. So that's really what's keeping it together. Football is already on its way. Let's see what happens with basketball, and then there'll be some determination overall about what it looks like five to ten years from now your joke about there's only two conferences the espn conference and the fox conference was actually something that lsu chancellor michael martin said in 2011 he he actually predicted this (laughs) 12 years ago and now it's coming true espn of course paid for texas and oklahoma to jump to the sec fox funded oregon and washington and their latest move to the big 10 after buying usc and ucla and the beat goes on there it's sort of like the phrase how do things fall apart in society well slowly at first and then quickly at the end then all at once then all at all at once at the end we're kind of at the all at once part so the thing that scares me a bit not scares, but if, if I was in it, depending on it financially, like these schools are, what happens when everyone races to get the schools, to put them in the conferences that don't make any sense because viewership of live sports is the only thing people are interested in? What happens when that erodes? When, you know, they're go- they're streaming now and there's a bump in streaming and people are paying yeah. for packages, whatnot, but then the streaming stuff starts to fade and people eventually go, eh, Purdue yeah. versus Washington – I was never into that in the first place. Yeah, the three words that most 
pro sports executives, college sports executives fear right now are these three words, direct to consumer. Because right now everything comes in a nice bundle, right? ESPN had been living off a bundle for 40 years, and that's why at one point they had 100 million households, right, right. all bundled up. Now they're down to about 70 million and falling because in a world of direct-to-consumer, you literally have to go out and market yourself. And that's something that Disney slash ESPN is never equipped to do, and they're not equipped to do now because that's not been the business that they've been in. They sell things in bundles. They use their leverage. They put four, five, six channels together, eight channels together, and say, if you don't take ESPN at $10 a month, you're not getting these other things that go with it. Well, we're living in a world now where direct-to-consumer, anybody under the age of 35 has no idea why you would ever pay for a cable bundle and thinks you're crazy for satellite or something like that. So that's the space that they're headed in, and that's what terrifies most college administrators and pro sports executives now is, oh, my God, if I have to sell season tickets and subscription packages, oh my God. how am I going to do that? Right. right? They and that's, have- their, that's what keeps them up at night is – I'm not prepared to do it. And if a company like Disney and ESPN isn't good at it and wants to talk to Apple or whoever to do it, because Apple's been in the direct-to-consumer business since day one, um, that's where some of this is going to have to come together. Well, you know, smaller budgets, less travel, fewer lazy rivers, uh, weight rooms that are meant to just lift weights and not be glorified, you know, (laughs) monuments to excess. I don't know. Maybe you could do that. And maybe don't care about winning so much. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. All those things I mentioned are never going to happen. Right. The only organization that remains the same is the Ivy League. And they've said, we're never chasing the media dollars. We're staying here. We're academically oriented. That's our first priority. We play games, basketball on Friday and Saturday. So students don't have to miss class. That's our mission. That's probably where we're headed. The separation between those that have a mission like that and those that want to chase the dollars. Because look, even in that 75 that list of 75 schools in a college football space, there's only ever 15 that even have a chance at that bulls, you know, new year six, whatever it is. So most of them at Purdue and other places, Rutgers are just hanging on to get that guaranteed check. And if those things start to wobble, well, then you're going to start to see, because as you said, every dollar that comes into college athletics, they spend $3 on, on the facilities and the other things that go with it. So yeah. until there's a cap on expenses, they're going to continue to tap the well until it completely goes dry. And in 25 years, people will look to the Ivy League for its purity, for its <laughs> geographical sense that it makes, and they will right. fall in love with Ivy League football and the wing T formation, as boring as it may be. And there'll be such interest in it in 25 years that the Ivy League will be tempted with a new multi-billion dollar deal <laughs> from a yet unnamed streaming entity online, and they'll sell their soul to the devil. And we'll just wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> they, put, they will look back and say, we, we were right all along yes. and you all chased it. So yeah, yeah, I'll be like that the LSU chancellor. Just I'm 25 years ahead of time. Mark that's my right. words on that. Okay, well, that's uh, there's a lot going on there. Let's talk on the TV side of things. So ESPN as an entity, uh, I don't want to say they're on their deathbed, but they are looking to get kicked out of the house by parent company Disney. And... Apple reportedly has been sniffing like, maybe we should just buy the whole thing. We'd have the rights to all this stuff at once. Is that plausible? And what's the future of ESPN? 
So my view is that, look, Apple sniffs around all the time. They look at all these things, and eventually they come back and say, you know what? We like our model, which gets us reoccurring revenue, subscriptions. You buy the phones. You buy all these different things. They have not had, with the exception of their MLS package, they've not had to venture into a place where every five years or even ten years, they've had to renew their lease with a league at at four, five, six, seven times what they currently pay. Right. They know that long term, that's not good for their business. That would actually hurt them in their stock market. I think valuation. So they always sniff around, and they look for ways to get involved in sports, docu series, documentaries, just like Netflix, without having to pick that cherry. So I don't think that they look at ESPN and say that's a melting iceberg. I don't think we can save it or fix it. Now. Are there some things about their sports relationship that they like? I'm sure there is. Would ESPN, just like the NFL, did they want to have Apple? Yeah, who wouldn't love to have that? But Tim Cook and Steve Jobs have been very smart and wise about their investments and their business model over time. So I don't really think they are. Now, if you went down the line and said, hey, what about T-Mobile or what about Microsoft or somebody else? Might they want to get in the content business? Maybe. Maybe they would because they've got some other technology component platform that they think makes sense for that. But I think some of those, we've rumored the technology companies, the Facebooks, the Googles, everybody to be in on it for the last 10 years. And only a few of them had really bit like YouTube taking Sunday ticket through Google. Uh, like I said, MLS and Apple being together, the technology companies have been really wise about their valuations and they've been cherry picking Amazon, for example, you know, they've been figuring out where do we need to be, but not really getting in and rescuing the ESPNs and the CBSs and everybody else from their own excesses. Yeah. Meanwhile, a story crossed this afternoon. I've yet to read it in full and absorb it, but I'm sure it, it sounds like it's a pretty big deal. Apparently now streaming is going to count for viewership and phone watching is yes. going to count for viewership and there's a number of people up in arms saying why would Nielsen do this because their biggest clients are the networks and the networks yep. can't be happy about this yeah no that's the thing is the whole thing has been you haven't been able to actually truly understand what the measurement is you've only relied on the companies the Netflixes and others to reveal their subscriber numbers and then they don't give you any other sort of data. Well, as we start to get into ad supported of these programs, then it requires that sort of uh, requirement of reporting. So I'm not surprised to see this happen because ultimately the one third of the business that we haven't talked about to this point is sponsorship and advertising, which really drives, you talk about the eyeballs for live sports, well, those eyeballs bring advertisements and whether you're in automotive or whether you're in telecommunications or insurance, those are areas that rely on sports to drive eyeballs to their business. And so if you're going to have sports on those platforms, they need you to measure them or else they're not going to be there. So I think ultimately that's where we're headed. All right. Then there's the Saudis and soccer. My God, have they been on a spending spree, Marty. You've got to explain to me what they see in the benefit of buying these players for such insane amounts of money. Neymar Jr., uh, who else do they buy? I mean, we're talking several billion dollars worth of just player acquisition for various clubs. Yeah, so it started with Ronaldo last year, right? And then we talked about Neymar. We talked about Kareem Benzema. You know, some of the best players, at least at one time, they were the best players in Europe coming to Saudi. Look, Saudi Arabia, in addition to everything else, 
in their most recent sports spending, and this just is in the last couple of years, it's $4 billion. They spent almost $2 billion on transfer fees getting those European players to come. Now, what's behind that is their public investment fund, which was part of the live package and all that, they've now actually transitioned to a point where the PIF, the, uh, the private investment fund, public investment fund, owns four teams now. So they own four teams in the league. So what they're doing is they're strategically filling those teams because they want to have not just one good team or two good teams. They want to have four because they want their league to eventually have some sort of rating. Why are they doing that? Look, this is all about a strategic play to move away. They know eventually they'll have to move away from fossil fuels. And they have a population, 35 million people live in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. 70% of those are under the age of 35. What do people under the age of 35 want? Sports and entertainment, right? What can that do? It can give you the kind of publicity that can lead to more private investment from entertainment companies and other organizations in that because you can't just rely upon investment from oil companies. Eventually, that's going to run out. And so ultimately, this is part of their vision. Look, I think it's without question, again, probably in our lifetime, Zabe, that Saudi Arabia either host either one or both of the World Cup and the Olympics, one or the other wow. over the next 20 years, both of them, because there's just too much money. There's too much opportunity. There's too much investment and strategic play for the IOC or for the World Cup to go back. Remember, we just left Qatar. And so they proved that it worked. And so could they come back again in 10, 12 or 14 years in the, in the mid 2030s? I think they could. So like I tell people that we're doing this in class, get used to it. This is the kind of change that you're going to have to expect to see. Their goal by the by the time of 2030 is to host 25 world championships between now and 2030. So they've added the next gen, the ATP next gen uh, year end finals are going to be in Saudi Arabia. They just announced that. And I think they're likely to get the WTA finals for the women's side eventually there in November. So don't be surprised if, uh, everybody is looking there and, and they're writing checks. Uh, so, you know, it's it's hard to turn that money away anymore. I have no doubt of their ability, Marty, to buy all kinds of leagues. But I'm yep. dubious that once they buy them, they can turn them into money-making entities on their own balance sheets. It'd be like I see a kid on the side of the road with a lemonade stand. In reality, the kid's out there for four hours. He makes $26.18. I go buy the lemonade stand for 100 bucks because I have 100 bucks. Am I ever going to make my money back on that lemonade stand? That's what I wonder about with the Saudis. But I guess with a long enough time frame and as long as sports remain aspirational and popular, then there's a shot. So as my friends, when I was over there doing some consulting for the Qatar World Cup organization, they would say this phrase to me all the time. You Americans, you have the watches. We have all the time. That's literally the way they've I've said this before. Right. That's the way they believe. You have the watches. You're looking at your watch. We have all the time because they've been there for millennials uh, time, time frame. They're, they're willing to go. And again, it's not just what we have to understand here. It's not just American money or North American money. There is so much money from Asia and from Europe that is willing to invest there and willing for the long term. They don't see the same kind of issues, uh, human rights and others. So whether it's India, China, wherever they're, they're willing to do it and, and, and the shop is open. And so that's why I said um, it might offend people's sensibilities. And look, sometimes it troubles me personally, but as you look at it 
you know, from the business standpoint, it's where global sports is going to start to look on a regular basis. And we just might as well start to understand and get used to it, I guess. All right. Last two minute tap in. How are things between the live and the PGA tour? Are Yasir Al-Rumayan, His Excellency, and Jay Monahan getting along? And what happens by the time the ball drops New Year's Eve at the end of 2023? So it's interesting, right? I think the less that we hear publicly, I think you would say they're probably progressing more quickly towards whatever they're going to have because they need to have this out of the public eye, out of the discussion. And frankly, I think we've sort of gotten used to it, right? We're starting to see these players start to come back into the major tournaments, the Beyond Ryder Cup teams and all of that. So a year from now, I just don't think we're thinking about it and talking about it nearly as much. So is it normalizing it? Perhaps. But I think it's, uh, again, the money is too strong there and the influence is too strong for uh, anybody at the PGA to say, hey, we can't do that. That said, Liv has not signed anybody in quite a while. No, I, I, look, I, I don't think they're necessarily looking to expand their tour. I think it will continue on. Don't they want to keep? Don't they want? Don't they want to keep plucking guys? Or are they done trying to pluck stars? No, I, they... I think just. I think just like their soccer league, I think they know they've got enough. Okay. Now the question is, how does it integrate together, and what does it look like? I don't think they need three or four more Phil Mickelsons to prove what they're trying to do. And they also, and they already brought the PGA Tour to the table for a partnership, and that was really their mission in the first place. Ultimately, that's right. That's right. Okay, Marty, as always, my friend, great to talk to you, and we will talk again soon. You got it. Thanks, Dave. There you go. Sing it with me. It's uh, interesting stuff, for sure. I think about it all the time going, okay, so what is their play here? What you know, what does it uh, make sense? And yes, Marty is right in that with enough time, you can say this is going to turn the corner and be a profitable entity. But it all depends on the very important thing of do people still find sports aspirational, inspirational, and something you must make an appointment to watch? I can't go there today, honey. Because Michigan and Ohio State are playing a tackle football game. It's at noon. I've blocked out three and a half hours. This is all I'm concerned about. As long as that impetus for enough people remains, then yes, sports will remain a global billion-dollar entity. But in 25 years, who knows what could happen? I just hope to be around to see it. In 25, 25 years, that would make me sound 80, 80 years old. I'm 55 now. Oh, my God. I better get to living. I'm old. Let me end on this. Ron Rivera, head coach of the Commanders, seems like a nice fella, had a great playing career, has had a modest coaching career, if you're objective about it. And if you're totally honest about his tenure with Washington, he should have been fired long ago. But he has benefited from the dying Dan Snyder regime, which was too busy fighting for its survival. It failed, thank God. To really draw the attention of any competent owner to go, what the fuck is this guy doing exactly? Ron Rivera talked about Albert talked to Albert Breer about naming his second-year player now out of North Carolina, Sam Howell, as their starter and really believes that he is the answer at quarterback for the commander-slash-football team-slash-redskins, who have a quarterback jersey of shame 
much like the Browns quarterback jersey of shame that hung in that uh, downtown, I believe, web design company that just put name after name after name after name on it. The, the commanders slash Redskins slash football team easily is shameful in terms of Jesus. They've tried everybody. He believes that Sam Howell is the guy. This is what Rivera, though, recalled telling his wife about the quarterback situation. Quote, all we fucking talked about was the quarterback. I kept saying, fuck it. If I would have known this about Sam Howell being as good as he is or thinks he is, if I would have known this, I would have played him sooner. The Commanders had a chance to possibly make the playoffs last year in Week 17 had they won against the Browns. But when asked about, are you going to start Sam Howell? Because, boy, Carson Wentz has really sucked ass. They didn't, that's a paraphrase, by the way. Nobody said that to Rivera, but that was the implication. Hey, you got to try something else because uh, Carson Wentz ain't it. Rivera stubbornly said, nope, I'm going with Wentz. Crucial Week 17 game against the Browns. Wentz throws three picks. No touchdowns, was a total disaster. And now, after one start in the meaningless Week 18 game and a preseason where he's looked pretty good, Ron Rivera tells Albert Breer, I kept saying, fuck, if I would have known he was better, I would have played him sooner. You're the head coach. (laughs) What is going on here? Commander fans, I feel for you on this guy. Nice guy, uh, but get rid of him. As soon as you can. Hopefully Josh Harris, if you're a Commander fan, realizes this dude ain't the dude. Because this is crazy talk. Very few coaches would ever admit to this kind of thing. I remember the late John Thompson Sr., who I had the pleasure of working with at 980 in D.C. and talking to off-air, who knows, countless numbers of minutes and hours over the years. He would always say, and he said this on the air, he said, you know, I always tell coaches, Don't blame yourself after a loss. Don't say, I got to coach better. Because pretty soon, the media is going to start believing it, that you're the problem. Now, that was, of course, an extreme John Thompson take on this. Like, uh, never, never admit it was you. Then they'll start thinking you're right. And then you're in trouble. But Ron Rivera, holy cow. If I knew he was better, I would have played him sooner. He also did not know prior to that Week 17 game that, yes, this could knock you out of the playoffs if you lose. He was like, what? Really? I didn't didn't know that. Another thing that would have been a fireable offense in any competent organization. That is a wrap for today. Thank you to Marty Conway for swinging on in. Thank you for listening and loaning me your valuable ears for a little half-hour run plus of audio entertainment and information. We know you have a choice in podcasts. Hell, there's over a million of them out there in the world, and we very much appreciate you making time every day or at least something close to it to listen to little old me and my merry band of people I know who are good to talk to. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend, rate and review, and we will see you next time. It only gets better. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the 
betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.